Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me today is Travis. My clunky. And our special guest, uh, Nem Plays. Nem Plays. Thank you so much for joining hey. us today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. No problem. Uh, so <laughs> one of the reasons that I asked you to be on is because I follow you on Twitter and you just post these amazing PvP clips where you go on a tear and destroy the other team. Uh, and it, maybe beyond that and, uh, the screenshots that you, you know, you take that are fantastic that you provide to people, uh, what, what sort of other things are you known for? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah. Tell us a bit about yourself. So I am also part of the planet destiny podcast. I'm actually just returning to the, the podcast after a bit of a hiatus. Um, and I used to create content for them as well as reviews guides over on the, uh, planet destiny, uh, YouTube channel. Cool, cool. And uh, what inspired you to take all these, all the screenshots and just put them out there for the world to use? Um, so one of the things that I really like about Destiny is some of the details that are easily missed in the world and within the weapons and you know things like that. Um, and it's just kind of happened by accident. You know, it's just one of the first things that I remember putting out there was the inside of the malfeasance rounds and people lost their minds over it. And there was one comment on that post specifically that kind of like made me want to do more of that. One of the designers over at Bungie had seen that video or that image, and he said, "You know what? I'm going. I'm going to pass this along to the guy who worked on on these because he always seems to think that you know people don't see this." And you know the thread was just filled with nothing but positives and you know love towards like the little minute details that they put into the game. So uh, kind of spiraled from there and decided to take pictures of the world and more recently of other people's guardians for like the fashion shows and stuff like that that's really cool uh i know i also really like your pvp stuff but uh screenshots yeah. are, are just a, a <laughs> lot of fun so is your main a void warlock because that's what i usually see you wrecking shop with yes yeah that's that's been that's been home for a good while um obviously nova warp is a little bit not as crazy strong as it was when Forsaken came out, but that's one of the reasons why I kind of like using it when I can go on those uh, little kill streaks that you sometimes see, you know, because I see a lot of stuff on the Reddit. It's like, oh, you know, Nova Warp's weak. It's, you know, it's a trash super. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. Just don't rush into that in, into that encounter blind, you know, thinking you can tank stuff because you really can't. You got to be smart about the super. So you also, I'm a big Nova if you ever get into <sighs> a corner. So. Handheld supernova is an entire different like subject that I'm still kind of upset about, but um, <laughs> <laughs> one of uh, one of the reasons why I really like uh, Nova Warp is I'm a big X Men guy, 
So kind of like teleporting through the environment makes me feel a little bit like Nightcrawler. So, yeah. I get that. Nice. I get that. Nightcrawler is a very cool X-Men character. For those of you who don't follow comics, he is a, <laughs> a blue demon-looking thing. He was in the second movie, if you saw the second movie, or some version of Kurt Wagner. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very cool character. And it's funny that you mentioned him as uh, your influence there. I have to wonder if their teleportation mechanic was sort of influenced by that idea of being able to do that through the world. It definitely looks like it. Like you, some of some of the minor animations, like you have that smoky effect when you when you uh, blink in the uh, Nova Warp Super. So yeah, it's awesome. Nice. Um, so this week in the world of Destiny, um, the major event that's going on is the Solstice of Heroes. That's probably going to be the crux of our conversation for this episode of Fireteam Chat. And the thing is that. It's not being received particularly well. It is <laughs> largely the same as last year. It's uh, it's being perceived as incredibly grindy. But I want to I want to throw it to the panel and challenge you to say what is something you like about the event if you can muster any positivity towards the Souls of, of Heroes. Travis, you're the positive one on the show. What's what's your take? Yes, come to me for all of your positivity needs. All right. So here's what I like about this activity. Uh, or sorry, this event. Um, the European Aerial Zone is super cool. Yes, we've seen it before. Yes, we've explored it before, but it's nice to have it back um, and, and fight creatures in it. Um, and, you know, yes, it, it is a very grindy event where I'm having to do lots of stuff that I don't necessarily want to do, but it is bringing the Destiny community back into the game and forcing us to do stuff together. And I've actually met some pretty cool people during this event, just online, people say hi to me, invite me to their parties, you know, doing strikes. And we're all kind of groaning and complaining about how grindy this activity is, but it's been kind of nice. You know, everybody's back into the community and talking about how excited they are for Beyond Light. And so, um, you know, they're, what we're actually doing might not be the most fun, but we're doing it together, guys. And that is my positive take on a very mediocre event. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the thing that's positive about it is that everybody's being negative about it and talking about that together within the world of that's destiny. That's right. I mean, isn't that <laughs> what could be more destiny than everybody being mm -hmm. unhappy about destiny while spending all of their time doing it? I mean, that's, that's really our whole thing. So... Nam, how about you? Uh, do you see a, a positive angle to to the event? Maybe. There are definitely positives. I I compared to last year's events, absolutely. Um, you know, this with this year's events, we don't start off with the green set; we start off with the blue set. And as we've seen in social media with like the the progression bug, you know, you do have a multiplier once you you know complete either like the purple set, and then once you get to the purple, like the, the magnificent version of it, when you start doing your alternates, uh, you basically kind of cut that grind in half because you get that times two and times three multiplier, uh, which helps a lot, as opposed to uh, last year's event where we didn't have that. Um, and the armor as well, the armor is not gonna be made immediately useless. So they've made this armor where you can grind, get better stat rolls, and it'll be usable up until next year's event. Got it. Uh, for me, I think my biggest positive takeaway is that I finished it on one character and then I bought the thing and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to go passive for, for the main character and the grind of the remainder of the armor. 
and uh, yeah, that's that's basically my my hot take. It's just it's. I was pretty underwhelmed to see that it was largely the same event as last year. Like as soon as I logged in there, I was like, "Oh, I remember how much I didn't enjoy this," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I remember the doing the void grenades with the the warlock and the raid. So because you can just you know spawn the thrall or the whatever they're called when they're mm -hmm. taken, and uh, and kill all of them. But yeah, yeah, um, it's definitely going to be grindy. Uh, I'm very happy that I got the set. I still like the art aesthetic uh, of the armor set, but I do wish that they had done a little bit more to sort of differentiate what they did last year. Um, I kind of want to talk about the the less positive side about it right now, and unfortunately, it's been a bit of a communication issue for Bungie where the multiplier wasn't working properly. Titans were bugged. I think Titans are three times now, uh, regardless of when you do them. Is that correct, Travis? I think so, yeah. Yeah. See, there's a lot of information out there just sort of floating around the community, and Bungie did their best to clear it up in the TWAB. I'm sort of, mm -hmm. sort of looking right now. Uh, your third and maybe final character will have three times progress bonus for armor objectives. Uh, pretty sweet, et cetera, et cetera. Um, don't quote me on the Titan thing. I saw that on Twitter. So who knows if that's accurate. Or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this has all been unverified as usual. Yeah. But yeah, but, I, um, I agree. I think that is part of the problem, right? That there's all these rumors floating around and nobody's really sure like how this event's actually working. And it just seems slapped together. And maybe that's because they're working on a new expansion that also got delayed during COVID. And there's a million other things that they're probably worrying about. So um, yeah, it is. It is. It has been a little, uh, a little rocky at times. Another, another thing that wasn't really mentioned um, that I started seeing today on Twitter is that if, for example, if you have two characters at the magnificent level of the armor, so what's you? There, there's do, blue, and then there's what, and then there's magnificent. There's two purples. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's the blue, majestic, and then magnificent. Yeah. Um, once you get to the Magnificent set, you have the different requirements, either do the Nightmare Hunt, Pit of Heresy, uh, Master Nightfall, Trials Wins. Let's say if you have two characters at Magnificent, you don't, from what I'm seeing on Twitter, you don't have to do those requirements twice because they apparently seem to be account-wide. So you just hmm. need to do them on one, and then your other characters will have that requirement done. And I believe you have to have all your characters on that final quest step for them to be yes. account-wide. So don't, once you get there, don't finish any of those requirements until you get your other characters there and then maybe do it. So if you didn't get it to it this week, maybe do it next week. I am on, personally on step two right now, my hunter. It's not that difficult to do. It's just really... I wouldn't say it really captures the fun part of Destiny. It just feels like extra, extra grindy. And that's my biggest criticism with the entire event. And I just wish there was more, I don't know. It just feels like it's missing some element that would have made it a little bit more enticing to get this gear. Um, yes. Remember when uh, they did- To me, the thing that like, this is missing is like yeah. the big weapon, like an exotic, like something new. Because mm -hmm. I think last year there- I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was some sort of exotic that was attached to like doing this event, or they've definitely done that in the past with other, with other, uh, you know, like Arvalus and the Revelry. Yeah, like stuff like that, where it's like, oh, okay, well, there's also this other thing to chase that kind of gets everybody hyped. And but yeah, uh, to me, the biggest problem is that nothing changed from last year. Like, sure, it's a grind, but they were probably going to make another grindy event anyway, but at least like make the objectives different or something, you know? Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it's also very expensive to get the ornamentation to actually get the colored glows. It's $15 per character if you pay for it, which is, I think it's right on the dollar amount that we predicted on the previous episode. And it's 6,000 6, bright dust, which is exactly what we said on the last yeah, episode. And it's 6,000 bright dust per character, which I do feel is a little bit high. If they're truly universal ornaments, I feel like... I feel like for something like that, they should unlock on every character. And somebody was also able to see that Bungie... Well, it's data mine, so again, take this with a grain of... Well, I'm not even going to say it, because I can't verify it. So I should I should be a little bit more responsible there. Um, they make a lot of money on stuff like this. Let's just say that. So uh, I, I purchased it with Bright Dust. I, I really, truly wish that... They had created a way to allow people to earn this through in-game activities as opposed to purchasing it at the Eververse. There was also the Bright yep. Dust issue with the repeatable bounties. Um, like, let me also earn the Bright Dust. I think that would have been a smart change at the very least. But the real bothersome thing is that you just there's no way to earn it besides cashing in your Bright Dust that you've stacked up for, for years. And the Bright Dust economy has greatly changed. I think 6,000 is is much more coveted than it was when we could dismantle things and get Bright Dust in an easier fashion. So, yeah, that's sort of my two cents about the whole event. I I will finish it. I'm not going to rush or anything. Uh, it's kind of a bummer because the storytelling thing right now is like it's been really repetitive. You run through the, the story quest of each week and then you get one line from Eris and then all the other ones if you want to listen to it and and that's sort of it we have four more weeks of that remaining before something happens and yeah it's just if something happens yeah i de we're definitely at that that roller coaster where it's it's down here and we're just kind of cruising along at the bottom <laughs> waiting for that exotic sidearm to come out right <laughs> yeah um that's how i'm feeling about it how do you guys feel right now about the story quest and uh Maybe you want to bounce off of some of the the takes that I had about the solstice event, Travis. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely sick of that weekly uh, that weekly mission. It was so cool at the beginning when we thought, oh, maybe there's going to be, you know, you, you had a theory that we were going to destroy the seven eyes or whatever, and nope, it's just the same. It's a rotation of the same missions over and over again, and you got to do them all to unlock uh, one extra word from a tree. It's like, e all right, well, even the dialogue that you hear from Nakris. And that you hear from Eris is the same at the beginning and the middle. Like you've probably, yep. if you've been running that on all three, you've probably heard all the dialogue trees. Oh that yeah, could 100%. possibly happen. So he calls me a worm every week, and every week I <laughs> respond that he he's a worm or something stupid. Yeah, you like got that. him. Yeah, so, yeah, got him. It, it worked the third time. That was it. Uh, but yeah, the it, it's it has been extremely repetitive. Uh, but it does give me a reason to log on at least weekly and just kind of see what's going on in the game. Unfortunately, there hasn't been a whole lot uh, aside from that. But this is cool. You know, I still have my blue armor, so I really have not gotten into the, the Solstice grind a whole lot because I'm just like dreading it. But I know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll eventually get through it. I probably will only do one character. But I think you're right. I think the main thing that really sucks is like how much, A, this was just a repeat of last year. To me, that's the biggest problem. Because at least if if it had anything new, we we would, we would be surprised by something. And and two is how plugged into the Eververse this is. Like they put more time into the Eververse offerings for this event than anything else, and it's like very clear between the uh, you know the the colored shaders and the new emotes mm -hmm. and all of the other items that they've got there. I mean, this is 
basically just uh, Eververse, give us some extra money so we can finish the next expansion sort of play. I mean, that, that's what it feels like. So um, yeah, I, it it's classic Destiny. Like you said, the roller coaster and all of us in this together, the slog and, and getting excited for Beyond Light while also kind of like uh, bemoaning the, the current situation that we're in. So I, I will say this, I don't feel like I need to play Destiny right now. So it does free me up to sort of explore other games. And that's what I usually do with this, this period of time. I'll sign on, do my one weekly quest, and then I just sign off and, and wait for the next week to get that story beat. I, I agree with your point that it, it is unfortunately very grindy to get that story beat every week. Nem, what's your take? I don't want to leave you out of the conversation. I'm sure you have some thoughts. Maybe positive. Maybe you're not as salty as we are. <laughs> no, I, I'm 100% with, with you guys on board there. Um, I'm currently, up until Solstice, I was just doing the same thing, just doing the weekly interference and playing something else. Um, what you were referring to before, Destin, that feels like something that's missing with uh, with this event. Um, do you guys remember, a, a, like a while ago, they did these reprised missions of the Red War campaign, and like they had like the yeah. special like little mini bosses. That was cool. yeah, the yeah. meditations. Those were those were really cool. I'm actually really surprised that we haven't seen those or a new set of those because there's a lot of missions to kind of like go through since that happened. You know, we True. have. You know, we and they're also Forsaken. going away, right? Yeah, we have like Forsaken stuff, we have Shadow Keep stuff, and some, you know, a lot of those beginning missions are really cool. And I'm sure there could have been some sort of um, something to go on from there, but no, you guys are right. They there's a big focus in Eververse, um, at the, the very least, you know, there's a free glow that players can get, which is the uh, the white glow, um, but. No, this is definitely the the lull between uh, in between the, the expansion. So, if I were doing this event, what I would do is I would just give you you know your blue armor, and the way you upgrade it is each armor you have to go and replay one of the campaigns that's going into the vault next fall, right? So it's like go play through the Red War, and then your helmet is purple and gets your glow, and go play through Curse of Osiris, and your your gauntlets you know get upgraded. Just like enjoy this content that's going away, celebrate it before it leaves. That's the solstice of Heroes. Right, and, that's yeah. the theme. Right. Yeah, that's what they just did with replaying the old raids and checking out those yeah. old encounters. And I, I, I actually really like that idea, Travis. I kind of thought that maybe it would change more towards that. I, th I think the biggest problem with the entire quest line of of that armor set is it's do thing X times. It's mm. not. And it's like, bounties. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the just, bounties complaint. Yeah, it's yeah. it's bounties, it's really grindy, and it doesn't really incentivize you to experience the other stuff in an interesting way, I suppose. I, I don't know. And and like I don't want to be an armchair designer here, but I, I can just tell you in my experience, like this it's not enjoyable. It's it, it feels like a chore, and that that's not a good gameplay loop experience, in my opinion. Uh I mean, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do it, but I, I just feel like something better could have been come up with than just do thing X times. You know, like we're already doing that with that story mission. It's do two public events that you probably only need to do two because everybody can you know make it the hard mode, and then go do the other thing for an hour or two. And then you get your story beat. You get your story beat mission. You turn your thing. You do all that again next week on three characters. And I really wish there was anything that changed about, well, 
Okay, the middle part usually changes in the story mission structure, but the intro is exactly the same every week. You go back to that tree and it's just air standing in the same place. Like maybe she could have moved. <laughs> maybe something could happen with the seed. She's just hanging out with the seed. You know, she might as well be a yeah. veteran in the tower. You might as well have had a tree in the tower that you complete the quest and then you go talk to Eris at the tree. You know, I, I guess <laughs> I guess we're exploring. I will say on a more positive aspect, I feel like I'm just rambling here, so I apologize. That at least we have a thing to to do, and uh, at least they gave us a new location to go visit a, a vendor at. <laughs> do you guys True. have any fi final <laughs> yeah. thoughts about a very light content week for Destiny? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, excited, be ready for Beyond Light already, beyond anything, and uh, I'm not looking forward to this grind, even though I'm only doing one character. It feels like a death march, so. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry, are you just doing the armor set, or, or what, are, what are you doing instead of uh, Destiny, uh, grindy, the grindy stuff that's going on? <laughs> so, I actually got the Majestic set on the first day for all the characters, wow. so mm -hmm. I'm... Uh... I'm committed just because again, like they, they they made this armor like where it's a little bit more relevant. So I kind of want to take advantage of it this time around. Um, even though I we do have like the universal uh, ornaments as well, um, but I like the subclass glows. And I mean, after that, I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> I think it's probably just gonna call it after that. All I can say is if this is if this was Solstice, just use this as a uh, point of reference for expectations for festival of the lost oh no yeah, that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> travis what about you any final thoughts no that's it man that's all you got that's all i got just nothing else just what, what are away. you you said you I played like with a bunch of xbox people and it was really fun what'd you guys do? that's right yeah yeah so that was cool i i uh i i met some people that contacted me because they watched the show and they know i play on xbox and i was like all right let's get a group together i played with a bunch of these guys and they told me about their lives and I, they, we talked about the show that that's what i was kind of saying earlier with my positive point is like the whole community's back in destiny doing this stuff together even though it's not the most enjoyable content it feels cool to just like you know, be have a reason to play Destiny for more than the week sign-on that you and I have been doing Destiny, where we just kind of like do the story mission, and then we're like, all right, out of things to do until the next exotic, you know, so. For sure. All right, well, that's it for this episode, I think. Nam, where can people find you again? Uh, I'm primarily active over on Twitter, so twitter.com slash nemplays. And you can also catch me every Sunday at the Planet Destiny uh, Twitch for the podcast, uh, which is up twitch.tv slash planet underscore destiny. And the podcast right. is at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. Got it. Nice. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Until next time, everybody. Guardians, Guardians out. out. Guardians out. He knew what to do. <laughs>
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.